Welcome to the Called Women podcast, a dedicated space for women ready to venture beyond the familiar and embrace the whispers of their true calling. I am your host, Natasha Miller. Join me as we dive into remarkable stories of resilience, celebrating the beauty of blooming in our own time and navigating the sometimes uncertain path to purpose. This podcast is more than an invitation for you to simply step into your unique place in God's story. This is a sacred space where your gifts are not just celebrated, but are needed. So I encourage you not to simply listen, but actively embrace the journey ahead where every episode we are specifically creating for you to make that step closer to fully realizing the extraordinary calling that awaits you. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share a quick secret with you. We have a monthly private episode for women who are subscribed to our weekly free newsletter. So I wanna make sure that you're a part of this community because when you are a part of the newsletter, you're able to submit questions where I will personally answer them on a private episode. So if you have questions about your calling, something you wanna be coached through, or if you simply need some encouragement, you wanna make sure that you are a part of the newsletter community. Remember, this podcast isn't my podcast. This is our podcast. And I want you to get your personal questions answered. The link to subscribe to that free newsletter is in the show notes. It's also pinned in our free Facebook community. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello, friends. I hope you are doing well. I am so excited to be with you guys for uh, today's episode. Um, it's always a treat to be able to share a personal episode with you um, and uh, to really be able to open up to you with what I'm learning, what God is teaching me, and uh, so forth. So today I want to focus on and share with you four roadblocks I had to overcome in order for me to truly answer God's calling on my life. And I'm going to get real and honest about my journey and my process of understanding how God made me and really kind of bring you in as well as, um, I pray that what I'm sharing would be an encouragement to you, that you would be able to find pieces of your story in my story or pieces of your journey in the words um, that I am about to share with you. So the first roadblock that I had to overcome and truly accept and understand about my process was that I had to embrace that I am a late bloomer. And you may you may be asking, Natasha, what does that mean? What is a late bloomer? Well, I don't have a Webster, you know, definition of what and who is defined as a late bloomer. But my personal definition of a woman who is a late bloomer is a woman who walks out her calling and her purpose, not according to the timeline of society, not according to the timeline of friends and family, but according to the timeline of the Lord. Now, in our world today and in our 
communities and just all around the world, right? Women have a lot of pressure that's placed upon them, even at a young age. We're told where to go to school, what type of education to receive, what partner, you know, we should be married to, when we should start our career, when we should start our family. And for me, a lot of my uh, personal accomplishments and achievements did not happen in my early 20s. It didn't happen in my in my mid-20s. It actually happened in my mid-30s, early 30s, to where I really began to understand and recognize in a new and fresh way that what God had truly called me to and what God was asking of me in this season of my life was was truly able to come forth and come alive in its own unique way because of the journey I walked through and experienced up up to this point. Now, like I mentioned, we personally, right, have our own definitions of what we should be doing or what we should be accomplishing by a certain age. And for me personally, I didn't have a perfect life. I didn't have a perfect experience um, in regards to me being this boss lady at like 25 and living in a penthouse and, you know, just traveling the world. Me, I would say that I was a young woman that was so enthralled and devoted and committed to the Lord that that's all I was focused on. I was focused on what can I do in the ministry? What can I do to serve people? What can I do to make God be shown in every place that I occupy? And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a wonderful thing. It's a beautiful thing to have a heart to really share the love and the truth of God. But I can say, looking back, that because I was so consumed with spiritual things and I was so consumed with getting the message of Jesus out that I forgot to really invest in who Natasha was outside of ministry, outside of church. I did not truly understand how to live, you know, practically. And when I say practically, I'm talking about how to cultivate healthy friendships, how to manage money, how to um, how to fail and not regret, you know, anything, how to accomplish something, how to follow through. I really um, had not really given myself a season to truly walk through um, the hard parts of my story to truly understand what God um, had placed inside of me and what God was also calling me to. So um, once I got married and um, entered into marriage, so much happened in my life to where I felt like I was looking in this mirror and all of my insecurities, all of my fears, all of my vulnerabilities, everything was out on the table. Everything about me that I had no idea was inside of me was now manifesting and coming out in my, you know, in my marriage. And 
Um, my husband and I have, have been married for 10 years and it's been a journey. It's been a journey of becoming for me. It's been a journey of acceptance um, for me and truly being able to take time to unravel the lies that I believed about myself, the lies that I believed about my story. And um, after having children, after having three, three girls and realizing that, okay, God, the life that you have for me. The life that I'm living right now is the life that you have given me and that you have ultimately called me to. So my prayer was, Lord, help me to see what you're calling me to do now. Help me to reconcile the parts of my journey and my story that I have not come to a place of understanding in or even contentment in. So once I reached a place in my life, and I would say, honestly, I've reached this place in the last year and a half, two years of realizing that, you know what? I am a 37 years old. I am a mom of three girls. I'm, I'm married. Um, I've been able to achieve a lot of success alongside my husband through the building of our business. But when it came to me personally, I had to make the decision to believe again to believe that God was still wanting to write Natasha's story. And that awakening and that reminding that I began to feel in my spirit was from the Lord. And I came to a place of understanding that, you know what? I am called and I'm not young. I'm not too old. I'm not middle-aged. I am right on time. And, um, once I came to that understanding, I realized that, you know what, it's okay to be a woman who blooms later on in life. So even if you're listening and you're a woman who is in their forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, or, or heck, even in like your late twenties, whatever season of life you're in, I want you to be encouraged in knowing that it is never too late. It's never too late to bloom in season, in the season that God is wanting to uh, grow you and mature you and present you to the world. And me being able to understand that process, that God was not withholding from me in the seasons in which I felt like I was not ready or in the seasons in which I felt like other women were shining bright. And in those seasons, I was feeling like God was hiding me. Now I understand that God's timing is so perfect and that there's nothing wrong with um, blooming in your own time, no matter what your age is, no matter what your past is, um, his timing is perfect. The second roadblock that I had to overcome and even begin to understand about myself is that I am a slower uh, processor. And um, in the last 10 plus years, life has been going really, really fast. Um, you know, for me personally, for my family, for our marriage, and, um, you know, for so long, even in my marriage, I always just felt the need to keep up with my husband. My husband is an amazing man. He's an amazing visionary, an amazing CEO, and God has really graced him to see the future and to be able to, um, you know, speak into the future and plan for the future and create the future. 
And for me personally, God gives me vision and I'm excited about the future, but I also enjoy being able to live in the present and being able to enjoy what God is doing now. And not just experiencing that, hey, you know what, in my marriage, I need to kind of like be okay with not being able to process so much excitement and so much future uh, conversations that I can be okay with needing to pause. I can be okay with needing to put a thought on the shelf and revisiting that in prayer or revisiting that during a time where I'm able to like focus and really give my full energy. And, um, that's been, uh, really just kind of groundbreaking for me is being able to understand that how I process, not just in my marriage, but also in my friendships, in my relationships, that I do need time to process what conversations I'm having. Um, I'm also a very empathetic person. I feel very deeply. So when I have a lot of information all at once, I feel like my feeling receptors are just going bonkers, right? Because I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling happy. Oh my gosh, I'm feeling nervous. And it's just all in my mind. And me not being, me not understand, um, by me not understanding that that's a gift to be able to process, you know, something fully with time and without the pressure, me being able to understand that, hey, you know what, this isn't a curse, this is a gift. How can I begin to create a life? How can I begin to give myself permission to take time to come to a conclusion? What boundaries do I need to put in place to help me to be able to um, say no or say, hey, you know what? That's a good question. Let me think about it. Let me pause. Let me come back and approach this at a different time. So me understanding that, you know what? I am a slow processor and that's okay, has been a game changer for me when it comes to my calling, when it comes to understanding my capacity and when to do certain things and how to open up my schedule, even just with the launch of, of the called women podcast, um, I've had to make the decision to choose, you know, two specific days each week that I'm going to schedule my interviews. And in the beginning, I felt like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to open up my schedule and let any, everybody just come in and schedule whenever they want. But I realized, no, this just is not working for me. I need to, um, you know, create two specific days where I can mentally and emotionally give myself to these powerful interviews so that I can process what I'm, you know, receiving so that we can package it and prepare it for our called women community. So again, if you're a slow processor, it's okay. Give yourself grace and also give yourself permission to make the changes that you need to make so that you can, um, you know, fully be present in all of the different things God has called you to. The next roadblock that I had to overcome when it when it came to answering the call of God on my life was simply accepting my own story. Have you ever felt like oh, my story isn't too 
crazy enough. My story seems boring. My story seems too crazy. I don't want anybody to know about it. Have you ever felt that way? I know I have. I have looked back at my story and the journey that God had has had so gracefully or, or graciously allowed me to walk through and walk on. I felt that it wasn't pretty enough. I felt like it was too perfect. I felt like, oh man, is, are other people going to think that, you know, um, I'm more special than them or, or are they going to think that, man, her life was boring. It was just so whatever. (laughs) But now looking at my story, you know, I see God's hand on my life. I see that at a very young age that the Lord marked me. I see that um, at a very young age that God had called me to himself. And even in the moments of life, you know, going through middle school, going through high school, going through just the different seasons of, of, of womanhood, there were moments even in my journey where I realized that, oh my gosh, God saved me from um, you know, a car accident, you know, God saved me from this unhealthy relationship. God saved me from, um, just so many different things. Like, like there was a situation, um, when I was about 18, 19 years old, I went to this event and there, like I was staying inside of this hotel room and there were these guys who were basically hanging outside of my hotel room and they were like banging on my door and they were telling me to let them in. And I remember being in the room scared out of my mind thinking, oh my gosh, these guys are going to barge in here and they're going to hurt me. And I remember in that moment, not in that moment, but looking back, I realized, God, that was you protecting me. God, that, you know, could have turned into something, you know, terrible, something that could have been heartbreaking. Um, So, you know, in my life, my life in no way was perfect. There's a lot of Um, times in my story where I wish I could go back and I could change things. For example, I had the desire of going to, you know, college. I was like, I want to be an obstetrician gynecologist. I want to be a model. I want to travel the world and study. And that did not happen for me. That was not my story. My story is that I graduated from high school with barely not even a 2.0, y'all. It was like a 1.9. And I remember going to my counselor and she was trying to get me into um, a local school in California. And she was like, okay, well, I can call them. And, you know, once you have like a 2.0, like they'll let you in. But I know somebody who's a personal friend who may be able to get you in. So I remember sitting at the desk with her and her giving a call to the university and them telling her no and her telling me that, you know what, you are going to have to look at different options. And for me, giving even a backdrop of that is that I, you know, even in my life, in my high school journey, um, I didn't experience, you know, the consistency of being in a local school for all four years. And 
looking back at that season of my life and now as a grown woman and realizing that, oh my gosh, that part of my story and that moment in my life really, really wrecked and distorted my view of God and it wrecked and distorted my view of me, of myself. Um, And that's where a lot of rejection, you know, came into my life of just kind of getting to the cusp of something and hoping and praying for good to happen and then something bad happens. Um, So that's just, you know, different parts of my story there, but I had to own my story. I had to own the good parts and the bad parts of my um, journey. And um, I had to come to a place of, of, of recognizing that my story is not everybody's story and that God, um, and, and also that God has not called all of our lives to be the same. We all have been born into different families, into, you know, different situations. But one thing that we can all be confident in is that God is a restorer and that God is the ultimate um, story writer. He writes our stories. He, if you feel right now that your story is not going in the way that you thought it would go, or maybe you feel like you are destroying your story by trying to lead yourself. I just want to give you, you know, permission to turn back around and to ask the Lord to lead you, to lead you. If you're looking back at your life and you're regretting certain experiences or you're regretting certain decisions that you made, turn back around and gaze upon Jesus and ask him, God, show me the moments in my life where you were there and I didn't know you were there. God, show me the moments in my story, God, that you saved me or the moments in which um, you, you know, were there for me. Help me to see the good. Help me to reconcile with what was and what is so that I can move into what you have for me. The next roadblock that I had to confront was confronting the fear of success in my life. I've been able to achieve success alongside my husband as my partner, but I realized that when it came to being successful in my own right, there has been a lot of fear. There's been a lot of anxiety. There's been a lot of doubt. There's been a lot of comparison. There's been a lot of God. Why me? I mean, <laughs> before I got married, you know, I was serving, doing my ministry thing, killing it, looking cute. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then it was like, you know, as I got older and then as I got married and I was like, you know what, this is cool. Like me and my husband, like we're doing this together. Like I'll let him kill it. And like, you know, I'll do my own thing. But even in the midst of me allowing my husband to be who God's called him to be, there was still something inside of me that was, you know, telling me, Natasha, there's more. What I placed in you before you met your husband is still there. There's more that I'm wanting to bring out of your life. There's more that I'm wanting to pour from your life unto others. And once I started hearing that and giving myself, um, you know, permission to begin to process that. I realized that, you know what, I think I'm afraid of what, who will Natasha be when she's successful? Will she lose people? 
will she lose herself? I, I was asking myself those questions because I'm a very, I would say I love authenticity to me. I'm like, I, I'm always looking for the girl that looks different, the girl that stands out, the girl that stands out and is super confident, even though she may not look like everybody else or just different. I just, I just love difference. And um, I realized that when it came to being successful, I felt like if I'm successful, then I'm not being authentic, right? I felt like in order to be authentic is to play it safe. In order to be authentic is to just impact the world in your home or the world in your family or the world in your neighborhood. But really you want to, you know, speak to people outside. You want people in other countries to hear about you. Like these were just questions that I was having and fears that I was having to confront, understanding that God, no, you called me before I was even born. You called me in my mother's womb and what you placed inside of me at a young age and what the Lord has had spoken to me at a young age. The Lord was wanting me to know that I'm not done with you yet. And also I learned that, um, that success is, is, and can be defined by each person individually. I was able to sit down and realize, you know what, what does success look for me? What does success look like in my life, in, 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 in my marriage, in, in my role as a mother, in my role as, as, you know, a leader, as a woman, as a visionary, what does success look like? And when I was able to come to the conclusion that success looks like me continuing to build an obedience, that success looks like me loving and, and honoring women that come on the podcast, women that I'm interacting with through our coaching program, women that I'm interacting with within our call women community, like just choosing that, hey, at the end of the day, what matters in the midst of success more than anything is character, character, godly character and integrity. And once I began to see that, you know what, as long as I'm walking hand in hand with the Lord and I'm allowing him to lead me and I'm keeping my relationship with him healthy and I'm choosing him above all the success and, and above everything that happens to me that's good and grand, as long as I'm choosing him and as long as I am choosing integrity and what's right, then success will come and it will be great, but I won't lose my soul. I won't lose the things that matter, you know, to me the most. I'll be able to truly live a life that is defined not by the world's definition of success, but by God's definition of success, which is to love him and to bring glory unto his name through the lives that we choose to live each and every day, treating our neighbors with respect, loving them, forgiving others, walking in righteousness and choosing him every day. The four roadblocks I had to overcome in order to finally answer the call of God on my life was to embrace the late bloomer journey. Secondly, embrace the power of being a slow processor. Thirdly, accepting my story. Roadblock number four, 
confronting the fear of success. Oh, I hope you all were encouraged by today's episode. Here in the Called Women community, this is a safe place for you to be encouraged and inspired to accept the amazing call that is on your life. And um, I'm so excited about this year and what we have planned for you all, the guests that we're going to have on, the conversations that we're going to have around how to cultivate um, and practically say yes to God so that you can ultimately say yes to his his uh, purposes and plans uh, for your life. So thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and I'll see you in the next one. What did you think of today's episode? I hope you loved it as much as I did. If you found any value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you downloaded this episode by hitting that little down arrow wherever you're listening. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the subscribe button. If you have any big takeaways from today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend that you think would benefit from this episode. I absolutely love hearing how you feel about the episodes that I'm sharing and creating for you. So feel free to tag me on social media with any truths or breakthroughs that you have received. I love reading what you find the most value in. Thank you again for being here today. And I pray that you felt the love of God through today's episode. And always remember that you belong in God's story.